welcome to the Sports Kids Podcast, where we talk basketball. We're your hosts, Tristan Wilson and Creighton Palmett. Let's get to the show. Hey, it's Tristan. In this episode of the Sports Kids Podcast, we will be joined by King McClure, former Baylor basketball player, current ESPN analyst, and by far our biggest guest so far. King is a great guy, but he's perfect for this podcast because he's always had a very humble attitude, and he's really known his role on the Baylor team, not being a star, but being a great leader, a great role player, and a great shooter. He will give you some great Baylor insight on current players and former players. So, without further ado, here's King McClure. What's up? Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Kids Podcast. Here we are joined by King McClure, former Baylor basketball player and now an ESPN analyst. How's it going, King? Pretty good. How's it going? I'm doing good. Been doing homeschool and playing video games. <laughs> what about you, Creighton? Yeah, pretty much the same. It's good to have you on, King. All right. I'm glad to be here. All right. So, Creighton, you want to tell them a little bit about our sponsor? Yeah. So, one of our sponsors, um, Applied. Um, for all your industrial needs, check out Applied.com. They have over 66,000 items available, including tools, brands like DeWalt, Makita, and Milwaukee. Um, apply to keep industry running. So I, I thought, King, you'd be a great guest here just because uh, I, I know you have a lot of basketball knowledge and you've really played with a lot of the players that, that are on this team right now. So do you have any funny stories from your college career or this past year? Or you can tell them what you're doing first if you want. Yeah. Um, now I'm an ESPN analyst. Pretty much I call games. I'm in studio. And, I mean, that's pretty much what I do now. I mean, now at this exact moment, I just play 2K all day just because can't go anywhere with the corona. Yeah. Do you play my player or my team? My player. Yeah. Okay, so I try to play a little bit of both. But <laughs> last year I mainly stuck to my team. I haven't played a ton of 2K this year. But uh, I play whenever I can. A lot of my friends want me to play Fortnite, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. So how did this last year go for you? Like, do you have any interesting moments that happened? Or just just tell us a little bit how it went. Yeah, so I think everything went pretty smooth. I mean, I feel like nobody's ever been 23 and been a college basketball analyst. So, I mean, it was definitely a risk that they took. So it was up to me to you know, be able to prove myself. I think that's what I had to do all year. But... Uh, I think probably the most interesting moment was my first game ever. ESPN doesn't train you. They don't train you, and they don't uh, give you any type of guidance. They just throw you in the fire, say either you're going to sink or swim. But just got to wing it. Yeah, you got to kind of wing it. So first game, um, I'm doing Wichita State at Oklahoma State, and at halftime, my notifications on my phone was blowing up, my Twitter notifications, and people were just killing me. Like, this dude is terrible. He sucks. Why is he on air? What, what is ESPN doing hiring this oh kid? Oh, my God. Oh, that's like, crazy. Oh, like, I was shook. So I don't know what to do. So I, I wanted to tap out. I wanted to quit. But the guy next to me, he was because he was 25. So I was 23. Oh, was 25. God. Two rookies. So I'm like, but we're both rookies. And I'm like, dude, I want to get out of here. But he was like, yeah. it's, it's too deep in. You can't go anywhere. So, I mean, that happened. And afterwards, I talked to a few guys who've been in the industry for a long time, and they said, if you can't take it, bro, it's not the business for you. So you got to have tough yeah. skin. 
and just don't check your phone during the game. So I learned that the hard way. Your first game was Wichita State versus Oklahoma State, correct? Yeah. So I watched that game. You seem you didn't seem like you were shook, but I'm I'm sure you felt it. So I, I heard a story about you and uh what was his name Greg Marshall, the head coach for Wichita State. Yeah. You want to yeah. go ahead and share that? Yeah. So we were playing Wichita State at uh at their place last year. We were down about thirty at halftime, and we ended up making a run, coming back, making the game close. Yeah. And I was trying to get my team hype, you know, trying to get them motivated and. He thought I was talking to his team and his bench. So he ended up telling the refs that I was antagonizing them. And I was just kind of taunting them. And I went up to him afterwards and said, yo, I'm not – I didn't say anything to your team. I was talking to my team trying to get us fired up. And he was, like, rude and just was like, nah, you know what you said. And, and get out of my face. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I was, I just, like, kind of, like, shit, like, was like, whatever. Just kept going. And then I saw him, got to talk to him before the game. And he was actually really cool. Like, he was really nice. Act like nothing even happened between me and him. So I guess it was just part of the game. Did the Big 12 coaches ever mention anything? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they were, they were all cool. Like, a lot of them were cool. Um, Chris Beard was a little bit uh, shaky because he just didn't <laughs> trust me. He didn't really uh, – didn't want me to come anywhere around him because I guess he didn't know yeah. me. He thought that since I just got done playing at Baylor, he thought that I was going to go back and tell Coach Drew everything. But all the other coaches was cool, uh, from Coach Self to Hugs, Shaka. And they were, they were all super dope. Shaka was probably the coolest, though. Just told me whatever I need. Texas always has me, has my back, and they'll help me in any way. So uh, was Bill, you said Bill Self was pretty cool. He's pretty yeah. hated on this podcast here. <laughs> so Coach Self, uh, I actually I texted him before the season started and seeing if I can come to one of his practices. But me and him have been cool since like the 19th grade because he recruited me heavy because I almost chose Kansas over Baylor. So me and him built a relationship, all his assistants. So I'm like super cool with their staff. But I mean, I see why he's hated. I I, I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So Craig, you have any questions for King? Yeah. Uh, this year you started to call games. Um, what what was your most fun game this year to to call? <laughs> My most fun game was um. Or the most interesting game. Probably NC A and T against NC Central. So if you're not familiar with these two schools, like when you go to NC A and T, it's called the Dog Pound. They call it the Dog Pound. They have like it's supposed to be a top ten environment in college basketball. It's literally. Like, you walk in, it's like a club atmosphere. Like, they, they make it like a club, like music going during the games. Like, the fans through the sections are dancing during halftime. Like, it's really crazy. And I've never, ever been in any type of environment like that. And I found myself, like, looking around during the game when I'm supposed to be focusing on the game. But I had to really, really lock in. But that had to be probably the most fun game I did all year. That's crazy. Who's the hardest player you've ever had to guard? in-game or just uh, in a scrimmage or just in the gym? So I think there's two. I think Kyrie Irving. Oh, wow. You've guarded Kyrie. And Alonzo Trier were probably the the two hardest. I mean, Kyrie, I was at the Kyrie count. Uh, This was like my – going into my senior year, I was at the Kyrie count. And it was Kyrie, DeMarcus Cousins, um, Alfred Payton, 
Larry Drew. I don't know why Larry Drew was on this team. And then one other dude. And they were playing against uh, some of us. And Kyrie, yeah, he was just, like, impossible to guard. Like, I just, I was like, grade, I had no chance. Um, but Alonzo, who had a top 100 count, and this was in St. Louis, is like my sophomore year. I think that I was ranked ahead of him. So he uh, he didn't really like me too much. I mean, we're cool now, but he didn't really like me too much. So I don't know what it was, but it felt like every time he caught the ball, he just wanted to ISO me and, like, get a bucket. So it came down. It was four possessions back to back to back where he ISOed me and scored every single time. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. He literally put me on the island and cooked <laughs> the whole game. So that, that was probably the two hardest people ever had. Wow. Yeah, that, that Kyrie, that's awesome that you got to guard Kyrie. Have you heard anything about Cade Cunningham from, where's he from, Arlington or something? Yeah, going to Oklahoma so State? Cade was on my same AU team. So I've been knowing Cade since he was, like, in the, the third grade because he was on the Texas Oh, Titans. wow. We were – because it was uh, Julius Randle and Matt Jones and Damian Jones on the older team. And it was my team. Then Cade and, like, Mike Miles were on, like, the younger team. And they were, like, fourth grade. We was in, like, the ninth grade or something like that. But, uh, yeah, Cade is he's, – he's a special player. Like, we were actually playing, like, two weeks ago before all this no more than ten people gathering stuff. Yeah. Uh, we were actually playing open gym, and you could just tell he's like special. He's definitely one and done. Probably number one pick in the draft, and he just, he doesn't play like he's an eighteen year old. It just got done um, playing high school basketball. He plays like he's a grown man that's getting ready for the NBA. So you think he's going to turn Oklahoma State around? Um, you know, I think that'd be interesting. I really don't know because I th- I think he's definitely the type of player that can do it. If anybody can do it, it's him because he has different, like, multiple facets to his game. But with Isaac Likely as your your one or two guard, I just don't know how successful that's going to be because Likely can't shoot. And, I mean, yeah. K, he's a decent shooter, but I don't know if he's a great shooter. But with Likely walking yeah. up the lane, I just don't know. I think they might have to change their offense. They changed their offense around. I think that they could he could turn the program around. Well, yeah, he's got uh, good shooters with him. He's got uh, kind of. Dejan Moore. He's leaving now. Waters and Dejan Moore are both seniors. Oh yeah. So you really don't you really don't have too much shooting on the court. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they play. They have to change their offense for sure. Yeah. Uh, Is that Boone guy coming back? He seemed pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boone Boone is solid. Yeah. So are you planning on playing TBT? We can ever get back? Yeah, I think Baylor is uh is gonna have a team this year. We've been talking about it. And I plan on who, playing. Who do you, who's gonna be on that team with you? I know I talked to Tweety, uh, I talked to Curtis Geralds, I talked to Ish. Um I'm trying to get Quincy AC, trying to get Epe, you know. Kenny Cherry said he'd do it. I think Brady said he'll do it too. I think Nooney. Nooney. Yeah. I think Nooney will play. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's pretty. That's a pretty good team. Like that. That's a. That will give you a legit chance to win it all. Yeah, I think we'll be pretty solid. So. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know if they'll have it this summer. They probably won't. Yeah. Probably but, uh, yeah. I I feel like the odds of them having that are pretty low. Yeah. So, Creighton, you have any more questions before we uh, start talking about Baylor a little bit? 
Um, I cannot hear him. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so, King, um, beside, beside playing in the NBA, mm-hmm. is that your number one? Excuse me, repeat that one more time. I'm breaking uh, up with Creighton. Beside yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like playing in the NBA, I was losing y'all just a second ago. It's probably me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah kind of. Okay. Um, besides from playing in the NBA, um, did you want to be uh, an analyst? Was that your Was that your number one? Um. Yeah. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do other than play basketball because for so long, you know, I just thought that I would be playing basketball right now. But I realized that I kind of had a, a knack for being on camera. I like being on camera. I like being around it. And people, you know, like Holly Rowe, uh, DK, like a lot of media people started telling me that I could potentially be kind of good at this. So I gave it a chance. And it ended up being like my backup plan. So, yeah, I think this is the, the job that I want to do uh, for, the, for the long run. But eventually start doing talk shows. And then eventually get away from sports and uh, become, you know, just a TV personality. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, one more thing before we go into some more Baylor stuff. Uh, so, you, did you see Maceo declared yesterday for the draft? Yeah, yeah. I Do you have any that. thoughts on that, or have you ever thought about doing that, like before this uh, year? Mm, no, not really. I, ne- I never really thought about it. Um, I mean, I'm happy for him. I think I think that's a, a smart move, good move. At least get some feedback, see see what they say, and I think I think he'll be successful. He's he, he's really he's he's good. I feel like at times he got I don't, don't want to say outshined by JB, but Maceo is an elite caliber of player. Like when it came down to it, like Maceo can really get buckets. So mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, I mean this will be interesting to see if he'll get drafted or if not, uh, he'll go play in Europe or I don't know if he has an agent yet. So I think he might still be able to come back. I think he'll probably end up coming back because he, he tweeted yeah. out that he's all options are open. So I think yeah. he'll probably come back. Yeah. I hope so. All right. Yeah. So let's go straight into this past, this past Baylor team. Uh, so do you, you had a team with J-Mott. Uh, that was a pretty solid team. Do you think that team compares to this team pretty well? Uh, do you think that team could play with this team? Man, so we, we, we talked about this uh, a few times. I honestly think my team that I was on, I'm not just saying it to be prideful. I'm just really being honest. I think we were better than this year's team because I think that we, first and foremost, we were deeper. We were about a solid 10 deep. And we were about – because coming off our bench, we had Jake, Nooney, TJ, Chuck, and uh, Al, Al Freeman. Oh, and, yeah. Like, we, I mean, Al Freeman ended up being NC State's leading scorer. Chuck ended up being A&M's leading scorer. Nooney Omar yeah. is really good. TJ Maston, sixth man of the year. Jake is a really good basketball player. I think we were deeper. I think another thing that would have gave us an edge is our zone. Our zone defense was crazy back then. I don't mm-hmm. think this team, because if you saw, 
when they played against Washington, that zone gave them, gave them fits because they were long. And that zone, really, they struggled in that zone. So I think our zone defense would have gave them fits because we gave everybody fits with Ish, J-Mod, and Joe in the back line of our zone. We gave a lot of people fits. So I think that team back then would have beat this year's team. They disagree, but I talked to people from that year, that that, that team, and they say, yeah, we I, we think we would have beat them. I remember, so, uh, go ahead. I remember watching y'all play um, with that team in, uh, in the battle for Atlantis against Louisville, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and, yeah. and y'all came back from 22-1. and one. I mean, that that was – I just I just remembered that that was an awesome game. And yeah, we, we were did, actually – we were there. We, we yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Michigan State had a pretty weak uh, – they didn't have a great year that year, but y'all also beat them. So, that yeah. was, that's a big one too. But the, but then right after y'all got to be number one, y'all got – y'all went to Morgantown and it went but you had see, some problems. That, that West Virginia team was – Way different than yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. The team. They had Javon Carter and Dexter Miles. Yep. And which was ridiculous. But yeah, his blocks were so good. Yeah, that, that team was crazy. Yeah. So that would have been interesting, definitely, to see this past team play that team. Also, the NCAA was much weaker this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, this, they, this might be yeah. the worst, one of the worst drafts of all time. Um, Ob being pretty much the only. I mean, there there are some other good names I thought, but Ob's the only one that really really stood out to me. I would want him, but who's yeah. who's projected to go number one right now? James Wiseman, maybe. Uh, James and or Lamelo. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards and. Oh, uh, Anthony Edwards too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's top five as well. Yeah, but that really. I I wish I, I wish that we could watch that game. The other thing is, they this tier's team has no answer for J-Mod. Yeah. They have yeah. no answer for Jonathan Motley. So, I think that's another thing. You don't think that this team next year uh, is going to play yeah. any zone, do you? Do you think they will? Mm-mm. Because Davion hates zone. So. What if Davion leaves? Then do you think they will? Yeah, there's a chance. As a matter of fact, if Davion leaves, they'll probably play zone. Because Yeah, um, but we would still have Mark, though. Does Mark mind playing zone? Mm, no, nah, he don't mind because he played it uh, before this past year. So he doesn't mind. He doesn't really like it, but he doesn't mind. But, yeah, Davion was to leave. I think they probably – I think because Davion and Mark are so good defensively, like man-to-man, you really have to play man. So if you lose one of them or you lose both of them, then you go back to the zone you can switch it up. But they're so talented yeah. one-on-one, you just have to let them go. And if you're and Freddie this past year can guard one through five really well. So if you had him in there, there's just no way we can play his own. That that no, takes away their abilities. Don't let Freddie fool you. Freddie, I'll yeah. still cook Freddie one on one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still cook Freddie one on one in the open court. Oh okay. yeah. So, he, he really uh, improved his his guard his skill at guarding like the uh, the guards. I mean, I saw him step out and guard. Um, yeah, some quicker guys. That's because every day in practice, he would just get picked on. And in open gym, we just pick on him. We would get him on the island and ice on mm-hmm. him and just go get buggies on him. we call mm-hmm. for the screen so they could switch on purpose. So don't don't let him fool you. He came a long way. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's still, still scoring him. 
<laughs> so what do you think about these uh some recruits we got uh we got dane danger what's his name uh zach love day lj crier uh even adam flagler and jtt what do you think of those guys have you ever played with them yeah so adam um adam was like that whole summer i i got to play with adam and jtt JTT plays really hard. I don't know if he can replace what Freddie gave us, um, but he plays really hard, so he, he has a chance to. Uh, Adam Flagler is an elite guard who could go start at a lot of programs in America. Um, so he can really, really make an impact. Uh, LJ Cryer is really talented. He came on his visit one time and just, I think it was like two years ago, he might have been a sophomore. And just went crazy, like just hit like 10 threes, just going off an open gym. We were like, who is this kid? And then he ended yeah. up committing. So this kid, this kid is special. And I think playing against Davion and Jared every day in practice, if if I if he was smart, I'd redshirt next year. I'd redshirt, mm-hmm. play against dudes in practice every day. And then I after that, that four years, he'll probably dominate and he'll be one of the best guards uh in in the Big Twelve. Um, now, Dane, Danger, and Love Day, I really haven't seen much of them, but those three guys I've seen. So, I have uh, a question. Do, you think, do you think if Cryer doesn't play much next year, do you think that will, like, maybe lead him to want to transfer, or do you think he'll take that role and uh, really, like, cherish it? So, it really just depends on what type of kid he is, because in nowadays society, you have a lot of kids who – come into a school thinking that the school owes them something that they, that they deserve to play. They haven't earned anything. I think they just, they're top 50, they're top 75, and they just deserve the right to play. So I think it depends on what type of kid he is. If he's the type of kid that wants to get better and embrace the process, I think he'll stay. I mean, I think the best thing for him would be the red shirt next year because he's probably not going to get that many minutes, just being honest. But that following year, you lose Maceo for sure. Uh, you probably lose, you might lose Jared. So then the only guard – I lose Mark, too. The only guards you have is uh, Davion, who you might lose. I mean, it's a possibility. Davion and Flag. And, I mean, now you just – now you're forced to play. Now, you, now you're ready. Now your role mm-hmm. is – keeps growing every single year. So I think it really just depends on the type of kid he is. But if he's smart, he'll redshirt – or the coach is smart, they'll redshirt him, then just let him go after that. I I think there's a good chance Davion will uh, leave too that year, yeah, so that that would leave us with uh, just Flagler and him, unless we get any new players, which I don't know if we will, but we might. I don't know. Yeah. So Creighton. Still a good backcourt yeah. though. Yeah. Creighton, get. Do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, these this past team or this coming team? You want to mention? Yeah, I had a question. Um. Just about like uh, Adam, because I've watched him in practice before. Is his like is his main skill um, attacking the basket and getting to the hoop? Uh, what's what's his what's his like I what's think, his skill? I think his main skill is being able to shoot. I think I think he has so many different uh, facets to his game. Like he can, I think number one, he wants to shoot. He wants to get a shot up, get his get his long long ball going. But he also can just pull up mid-range, and he can also attack, get to the rim. He's pretty athletic, um, 
But I think number one, first and foremost, he wants to shoot the tray ball. And I think that's okay. why he fits in perfectly with uh, with the team because he's basically like a band dude that can dribble. That's how yeah, I or maybe like a little bit quicker Maceo. Yeah, like he's a mix of band dude and Maceo as far yeah. as uh, he he can put the ball on the floor and create like Mace. He can really shoot it like band dude. Yeah. So uh, who do you – Obviously, I'm thinking that you would think that Baylor's going to win the Big 12 next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd lean towards Baylor. So who do you think would be like a close second or third? Um, I think uh, you definitely can't count on Kansas. Like, I don't know what they have coming in, but Coach Self is just uh, so good of a coach. And their program is just so rich. I mean, I hate to say it, but – the program is just that good. You can never count them out. So definitely them. I think the team that might be slept on is uh, Texas. I, mean, I think Texas uh, has a chance to be pretty solid. They made strides towards the end of the season. Um, and I think they return almost – they return almost everybody. Matt Coleman. Now, Matt Coleman's a junior. What is he seeing? Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah. So they return everybody. So – Yeah. <laughs> So they're they're going to be pretty pretty good next year. And yeah, they could be a solid Sweet Sixteen team. Yeah, yeah. And Shaka, a lot of people say he's not a good coach, but I mean, he gets his guys to play hard, and as on the West Virginia, I think has a chance to be pretty solid too. They return everybody as long as their bigs come back. I think they'll, oh, except except uh, Matthew, Jermaine but, Haley, and Jermaine Haley, Jermaine Haley. Jermaine Haley's leaving. Yeah, he's a senior this year. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, you so he's gone. Miles, you got Miles McBride and the two bigs. It's really all you need. Yeah. So I think um, that'd be pretty solid, too. So probably Kansas or Texas Tech, too, because Beer's good. They they have a lot of ever loaded class with Namari Bennett coming there. But I think. I think I, I think I heard that Davide Moretti might be going to play in Italy. Uh, I heard. Yeah. I think I might have heard that. Not for sure, but maybe. I mean, to be honest, I, I might, you might as well. Like, that's just that's your country. Yeah. You might as well go get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas Tech should be pretty solid next year. Ramsey's leaving. He'll be a first round pick probably. Uh, yeah. They'll bring back Holyfield, and then I think they have a couple other pretty pretty solid players, solid recruits coming recruits coming in here. I think Coach Beard can make him pretty good. I think Coach Beard's a really good coach. Yeah. yeah. Coach Beard, Coach Beard's a good coach. He knows what he's doing for sure. And then obviously Oklahoma State uh, brings back the center, Yorane, uh, and then Likely and Cunningham and Boone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the fifth starter will be. Uh, I don't know who the fifth starter will be. They'll probably bring in some other dudes. Yeah, I don't even know who the – oh, they got a kid. I was just playing with last week or two weeks ago with Cade. This kid is so athletic. He might be the most athletic player I've ever seen him. Was life. he on their team last year? Nah, he uh, he's a freshman. He no, he's about to be a freshman. He's a he okay. went to um, where did he go? Some school out here in the Dallas area. But he played on the Titans. And this kid, I think he's more athletic than Greg Brown. Not like not even gonna lie. Like I think his kid oh might be the most athletic player I've ever seen. Like. Up close and personal. How yeah. tall is he? 
it's about six ten. But dude oh, was like okay. almost taking off from the free throw line at open gym. I'm not even exaggerating. Like trying to come down and take off from like close to the free throw line. Yeah, so they have Oh yeah, Jonathan Laurent. I don't know if he's coming back, but he seemed pretty good. He seemed pretty solid he, last he, year. The grad transfer. So he, he, he's out. He's out oh yeah, he, he he's out. He's twenty four. Yeah, he's out of there. Isn't McGriff gone too? Yeah, McGriff's McGriff gone. gone. Yeah. So they're losing a yeah, lot of. Talent. I think they're. It's gonna. Yeah, they're gonna have to totally change it up next year. Yeah, I yep. think I got to change the whole offense. All right, um, Creighton, you have any other thoughts before we uh, end this, or King? I'm just. I like what y'all are doing. Keep, keep doing this, Creighton. Uh, um, no, I don't think I have any more. Thanks for coming on. This is really fun. Of course, thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Good to have you on the show. Make sure you subscribe and give us a five star review. Nice comments only. And we'll see y'all next time.